Welcome to the Invino Fab podcast. I'm Laura. And I'm Patrice. Invino Fabulum means in wine story, and there are so many tales that need to be told about women from all walks of life and their communities, paired with wine, of course. The Invino Fab pod is a place to learn and a space to share stories about work, interests, passion projects, issues, and random wine facts. And talking about interviews, besides the Invino Fab, fantastic guests we've had on for interviews. Both you and I have been doing career interviews, one for a job, one to find others to offer a job. Let's talk about that. Yeah, so I think with uh, interviewing is interesting because as you know, we've talked about previously, you're both trying to sell yourselves. And as the person who is interviewing someone for a position, you, you want to be transparent when they ask, like, so tell me about the culture. But you also want to, you know, make it sound inviting and welcoming and excite, you know, exciting. So, uh, like, this is kind of what I've been thinking, Patrice, because yeah. you and I both have been interviewing for jobs or interviewing others for opportunities. And I think it's like dating today, almost online, almost like, you know, less about them, though. I don't know what dating online is, but I assume it's something like this, like a courting-esque sort of figure out who you are. Yeah. So maybe we need like a, a Bumble app for, that's what LinkedIn should add. Like a little like- I'm not going to do a swipe left for any yeah. company. No. <laughs> uh, no, but it is though, because you kind of like look at like their website where you might work. You might find out if you know anyone. Yeah. On LinkedIn, uh, what's the culture like? What's work life really like? It seems good. Uh, they seem like a neat mid-sized startup, whatever, but are they yeah. the right fit for me? And is it like dating meets uh, adoption into a family? Cause you are going to join like a group of people too. Yeah. And it's, um, it's interesting because, you know, we use that word fit a lot and I've mm -hmm. really been thinking a lot about unconscious bias and like, what, what do we mean when we talk about fit, you know? Yeah. Um, and that, you know, trying to separate like, Oh, like I really, did I really connect with that person because they're like me mm -hmm. as opposed to, you know, is this somebody who, you know, both has the skill because each group, each team does have a culture, right? And right, each workplace right. has expectations of say for multitasking or quality of work and things like that. And so trying to think about fit more from that standpoint, like do they, do they fit the needs of the role and trying to as best I can take a step back from that, like fit. That we yeah. Well, I wonder if there's bias in that. So like there's this group that I am working with. So I'm doing, I'm job searching now, PS listeners. That's what I'm doing. It's super fun. Um, but I'm also doing contract work. And one of the groups I'm contracting with, they equated this subgroup of what I'm doing. I won't say who it is as kind of courting and dating. Like, do you like us? Do we like you? And I know that people within this subcontracted group of what we're doing have started working full time at this company because there's been a fit, a need or whatever. And I was like, this is a weird kind of recruitment thing, but I guess that's one way to do it. Um, but you're right. Like you want to go, is it because I like their personality and their la di da? Cause you can have like a great snake in a suit, as they say. Um, someone who could yeah. be wonderful, charismatic, but when it comes to the work you want done, will that matter? Um, I don't know. Do you know, um, I was going to ask, do you know the uh, counselor, the psychologist, Esther Perel? 
That sounds kind of familiar. She's a Belgium, uh, lives in lives in New York. She's a she's a counselor. She has a podcast that I listen to called Where Do We Begin? And it's about couples. So she never interviews anyone that's like a current client, but this, these are people that have volunteered the problems. She does like almost six to eight hours with them, but shares wow. about 50 minutes of this um kind of session she has a new podcast on spotify uh which is funny because she's actually interviewing people at work in terms of pairs and partnerships at work so the relational habits you build in life when they come to your office door it's called how's work and i just listened to like the prologue um so i haven't listened to any sort of paired people but she's going to walk through um iconic couples at work and what that means. So the invisible forces that shape the culture, your connections, your friendships. Um, and I don't know if that's like, cause you spend a lot of time with people at work. So you're naturally yeah. going to build um, potential relationships, friendships. Some might be just work relationships, but some might be longer sessions. So she's going to have like a kind of a, a one-time therapy session with coworkers, co-founders and colleagues. So I think oh, it's, awesome. it sounds interesting, right? But yeah. like, you yeah. know, you've had these experiences at work that you are in some way, almost like a family or you're entering yeah. some sort of relationship agreement in some ways, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, when you talk about that, that makes me think of the difference between a high performing team is mm -hmm. it is in many ways like a family, right? And there's that sense of these people have my back. There's a sense of trust, right? Um, and a everybody is working towards the same common goal and cares deeply about the same things. Yeah, I think it's complicated because you get you enter into uh, this new place, and I'm just like honestly, I like this kind of job sampling I'm doing, where I'm dipping into a couple different companies to learn about their culture and how they work. And right now, they're all um, remote positions because I, I think that's what I want. I don't know. It's hard to say that I want to move somewhere, but I, I am looking at places like you said. You and I talked about different places we can move to, um, but I also like the idea of working from wherever because I I do. I've learned in the last five years I can work remotely and work really well. So I don't know if what's a good fit for me in an office is going to be unless it's a culture that's like that. It's not about are you here at eight? <laughs> do you leave yeah. at dessert time? Yeah. Um, like it's more about do you do the work is what I'm interested in and those kind of uh, groups and organizations these days. Um, yeah, and that's a good point. Like there are many different aspects to the culture, and I think that is. One of them, some some workplaces, um, like you said, you know, you're expected to be there exactly at eight and stay exactly till five, as opposed to others that might be a little bit more flexible and allow you to work from home and where you're not micromanaged. And there's right, there's just that sense of as long as you're getting your work done, I don't care if you're doing it in your at your desk or in the library or wherever you might. Did you ask any really good questions about kind of culture? Like you're not going to be like, tell me what the culture's about. But did you ask any questions that would like kind of break down um, how someone would manage you? Or has someone asked you an interesting question that you've been interviewing going, huh, wonder if they're asking about our team or the org and like kind of the who, what are they really about in their personality? So one of the questions that I do ask is, can you tell me about the type of work environment that you thrive in? what type of team do you work well in? And that usually, 
I think that's, you know, that's given me some good responses as far as, you know, some people say, well, you know, I really prefer to work independently. Some people say I like to work in a big team where there's lots of people to bounce ideas off of. Uh, so that question has been helpful in getting answers. Um, I had some people in response then ask, so, you know, then can you tell me about the culture of the team? What's that like? I've had several people ask about work-life balance. Mm. So I think that... Um, That's not a thing. So. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, I think it, it can... I don't know. It can be concerning if somebody's not asking, like, tell me about the team. You know, tell me about... You know, a lot of people ask, like you know, tell me like what a typical day is like, or, you know, what, what are the types of projects I'll be working on? Uh, you know, something that lets you know that to your point, like it's not just about me trying to see if they would, you know, be right for the role, but mm -hmm. they're also trying to figure out, is this the right role for me? As opposed to maybe, you know, wants to land wherever they can. Yeah, I've been trying to think about this. There was a book that I, I don't never had a mandatory reading list, but I had a suggested reading list. And it's called The New Rules of Work. And it's by themuse.com is the website, but her name is Catherine Minshew. And I I actually go to that their website a lot to get some suggestions and ideas for different things when it comes to job search now. But she asked a couple of the questions was something like, What's a company other than this one that you admire and why? Ooh, as, as a, a question, point. yeah, and it's kind of like to figure out um, a little bit around a company's vibe and mission. Like, why would she like another company, or yeah. who she's a fan of? Um, so it could be more revealing about uh, kind of like if they have a flexible background or approach, yeah. or they admire someone else because they they're a standout leader or leadership. Um, and the other interesting one question she put said was like, who would you consider the ultimate coworker from any movie, book, TV show? Um, I, was like, I don't know who I'd pick, but I was like, that's a good way to find out about like who they best work with without saying. Yeah. I like those questions. Attributes. Yeah. Um, I haven't, the one thing I've asked people um, in my, inter in my interviews have kind of been like, um, he'd share a little bit of like typical work day. So I can get a feel for like what people do in the team or can you describe a little bit around your leadership or super supervision style? So if I've asked, if so, if I want to meet someone like, um, how do you prefer your reports checking in with you? Things like that. That's kind of get me an idea for, um, I guess some ways the flexibility, the autonomy. Uh, I don't know if I use work life balance, but like life life balance, like just asking about uh, scheduling and demands and things like yeah. that. But yeah, I, th I think it's it's hard till you're there and you don't know what the role is, right? Till you're in it. Yeah. And then, you know, like if you are coming from another city or state or across the country, mm -hmm. I, I've had experiences where, you know, you go out for like two days to do the interview and in two days you're trying to figure out like, oh, can I imagine myself living here? That's true. So, you know, there, there's that fit too for the person that's moving. And I think that in many cases, um, if somebody's moving from, you know, a really different type of area, a lot of times that's the piece that doesn't work out more so than 
you know, the actual. Um, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So I've been doing this like area travel sampling for a long time. I know where I'd live. Uh, actually, I should need to come back and visit you because there's lots of opportunities in Boston and Cambridge, but I, I don't like I've been there when I was younger. So I'd like to go there yeah. as an adult now me. So yeah, no, I think you're doing the right thing. Like uh, we were just talking about you had a great time out in Denver recently and I love that place and I've sampled that many times so I moved there in a heartbeat <laughs> and yeah. uh, knowing that uh, if you have other people partners uh, right. family that would move with you uh, then that's also really good so yeah I think it, like if I think about Boston and Cambridge like I had visited here many 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 times in mm-hmm. my lifetime and always had a sense that I would really like to live here. But it is different once you're actually living there as opposed to just like, you know, visiting for a weekend. Mm-hmm. But that certainly, if it is a place that you visited a lot, you know, and spent some time and explored, though I do think that definitely helps with the decision-making process. Um, it also helps, you know, if you happen to know people that live in the city. That's because they'll, they'll be honest with you. Like, they'll tell you about the school districts or the traffic or the cost of living, Mm -hmm. um, you know, things like that, that are, you know, important to your, what did you, what did you call your life, life balance? (laughs) Yeah. Life, life balance. No, I think that's accurate. And I would say something like I really think is important. I'm glad you brought that up is yeah. Figuring out your costs. Cause I know if I shift from where I live in Dallas to like Boston, that's a dramatic cost of living increase. So I'm going to want to look at salaries, competitive salaries in the area. Um, Really fun website I found while looking for jobs is I don't know if you know peopleticker.com. I do not. People it, ticker. Ticker, yeah. People and T I C K E R dot com. Uh, you could try it for free for a certain point in time, but um, essentially you could ch- choose a job title and choose a location and they'll let you know the price uh, range and where you would fit. And that's, that gives you an idea of like that role. If it's the role that you're looking for, where you might fit along that spectrum and what you could, cause you always get asked for salary and yeah. I hate that. But if you want to give an idea for what that might look like, and it also as an employer, it helps you like retain your labor and workforce and say, am I competitive at this rate? Cause we've talked about this too. Like yeah. you're in an area where a lot of people are competing for similar roles. Um, and there's lots of people around to apply for them. Um, and lots of jobs. So when you're in a flooded market like that, it's kind of hard to find the right talent, right? It is. And you know, in you're, you're competing with other places, not in salary and in benefits and, you know, different mm-hmm. things like that. And I think, um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's tricky. So I think overall, I was just wondering as so as we said, going from courting to like almost marriage contracts with jobs. Like, there's a lot of things you have to think about, and um, I think you and I have talked about this loads. And I just want to share a little bit with our listeners because I know that we we've both been on both ends of hiring and assessing uh, if we want to be there or if we want them to come with us and be here. So I think this is fun. Is there anything you recommend checking out um, for folks? Because I know you aren't searching now, but you have in the past. Mm-hmm. That kind of helps uh, you out? Yeah. I mostly, you know, I, I definitely looked at the, I, I mean, I can't remember specific, like, websites, but I definitely looked at websites about the city in mm-hmm. the place. And, you know, there are ones where people actually, like, give reviews of the place. And so you get that, like, you know, like I, when I was looking at a job in, you know, 
somewhere that is like a very rainy gray place. Like you read like the reviews and people will talk about that. Like, you know, it rains 10 months, 10 months a year here, but during the nice weather, it's really great. The cost of living is high, or this is a really great neighborhood to live in. So, you know, looking, you know, trying to look at reviews like that of places, you know, keeping in mind, like everybody has their own unique um, interests is I think helpful, but I've also just found if I can find, if there are people I, you know, like I'll might reach out on Twitter, for example, right. Mm -hmm. And just say, um, you know, what do you, you know, anybody that lives in Denver, can you tell me, you know, would you be able to talk with me for a few minutes about what it's like to live there? I think that's great. And I, I honestly, like using the, your social networks like that is really critical. Uh, Twitter's great. I've been using LinkedIn a whole lot more. Um, find out who actually works there and asking mm-hmm. for referrals into companies even. Um, and also getting realistic insights. So I tried uh, LinkedIn Premium for a month for free. And it's mm-hmm. pretty good um, to see where you fit in candidate yeah. pools and salaries yeah. and things like that. So um yeah, so those are just some of our advice. If you have advice and strategies for hiring really quality talent, like Patrice is doing now, or looking for a job yourself, like I am, uh, let us know. We'd love to get some uh, knowledge and sharing of what's the best way to f- recruit talent and then find the best fit for you or if you are talent. So thanks for listening. Yep. Until next time. Cheers. To catch the next episode, be sure to subscribe to InVinoFab, wherever you get your podcasts. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at InVinoFab, and we'll always welcome comments and messages sent by tweet, private message, or email at InVinoFabulum at gmail.com. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.